I'm Lauren Hunter. And I'm Kate Vlasic. And this is Generation BSC. Yes, Generation BSC, our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the Babysitter's Club, which currently we are talking about the second season of the Netflix series, taking a little break from the books, but, you know, talking about what we love, what we maybe don't love, what we remember from our childhood. And since we're talking about the show, maybe, you know, how the story has been updated for 2021 versus, you know, 1986. <laughs> There's a, uh, you know, more than <laughs> a couple a little bit of a change big there. changes in this one. So, yeah, so that's what yeah. we're doing looking at it from our perspectives now and then and what we love and love even more. <laughs> I'll tell you what I have a love-hate relationship with is our decision to take it slow and do one episode at a time and instead of like binging so mm-hmm. and, you know talk through things spoiler free because on the one hand I am loving that we're dragging it out I think that was my biggest disappointment with the first season was how quickly it was over right <laughs> I just like agreed binge the hell out of it and so we you know like we mentioned last week we made this determination we want to do this spoiler free one episode at a time and I'm so enjoying that I, I miss television like that in a lot of ways but at the same time it was so hard not to hit next episode right. at the end of this one. Yeah, just let it keep playing and see where things go and how the story progresses for yeah. sure. You're exactly right. It was it was harder for to actually turn it off because I could have just passively sat there and let it continue mm-hmm. to make me happy. But no. Um, instead, I switched over to We Are Here for uh, another dose of just feel-good happiness. But that is neither here nor there. Although kind of a similar theme in terms of We Are Here in the episode we're talking about today, right? So what episode are we talking about today, Kate? We are talking about Claudia and the New Girl, which if you'll recall from when we talked about the book, um, there's a new girl in town, Ashley Wyeth, who's an artist that is in the seventh grade or I guess eighth grade at that point with our girls and Claudia and she become you know fast friends because Claudia is obsessed with her and Ashley sees some potential in her and Claudia almost leaves the Babysitter's Club. And in this uh, storyline, you know, we're we're jumping into the next school year. Their girls are now in eighth grade like they were in the book. Jesse and Mallory have joined the Babysitter's Club. And Christy being Christy, she's got, you know, plans to train them and bring them to really be feel like they're part of the group. And Ashley Wyeth is not a girl that goes to school with them. She actually goes to school with Janine. She um, is a influencer, content creator, whatever you might want to call her. She has 5 million followers on Instagram. She has written for Teen Vogue. She is, as Stacey refers to her, a celebrity. And frankly, even outside of Sony Brooks, she's probably a celebrity. And so Claudia has the same feelings about Ashley as she did in the book, but it's just a little bit different. We don't get into the concerns about Claudia potentially leaving the Babysitter's Club in favor of only doing art. You know, we... She gets to sort of have those interactions and be in awe of this amazing person. But she also, you know, still holds firm to the love that she has for the Babysitter's Club. So we don't have the fight that we have Mm -hmm. in the book. We do have some conflict, which we'll get into, um, which is, you know, part of the overarching theme of this story, which ultimately is pretty much the same as the book, which is basically, you know, be who you are love what you want to love, do what makes you happy, mm-hmm. and focus on that as opposed to trying to make other people be or trying to be who other people might want you to be or who might other people might think you should be or who you think you should be for other people. It's really look inward, just be yourself and love who you are. And not only that, I really like how they also played out that message in that Everybody has their own strengths, mm-hmm. and you want people to be different and to bring different things to the table. 
like I think that was the thing that really struck me the most is you know we like to talk about the Danny Tanner moment and the and the messaging and I thought that I mean obviously I'm a sucker for a BU message and it was done really well but the thing that I liked the best about it was the fact that we really had three kind of distinct plot lines mm-hmm. so we had the main plot line the A story with Claudia and Ashley and Janine is a part of that too which we'll get into mm-hmm. and then the sort of Claudia Mallory B plot and then the Christy Dawn, Christy Sick Dawn taking over as president C plot that ties into Claudia's perception of herself as well. I thought it did a really, really nice job of these three different ways of exploring that same kind of thing Mm -hmm. that played off of each other really nicely and all like even as much as Claudia was only sort of tangentially related to the Christy Dawn stuff, it did impact her as well because it sort of impacted her her ongoing and on shaping view of herself you know she even says does christy not think of me as a leader mm-hmm. or did no one thinks of me as a leader in that way and i think that's really really fascinating um i really i especially really liked the parallel of you know claudia um looking up to ashley the way that mallory looks up to claudia mm-hmm. i thought that was really nice i think my only complaint around that was it, ju- it was just a hint too subtle in that I really wish – I mean, I think the adults got it, but I really wish the, that for the kids watching, someone had pointed out to Claudia the irony of, you know, she was – in one scene, she's talking about how much she looks up to Ashley Wyeth and wants to be just like her. And in the very next one, she's talking about how, you know, Mallory needs to be herself and not try to impress her mm-hmm. so much. Well, or even just Claudia – realizing it for herself. It doesn't even need to be something that someone else points out to her because she does, you know, Ashley exactly. is the one that inspires her to realize like, you know, let other people be who they are and actually listen to them and want to hear from them. And that's, it. so she learns it from Ashley and, you know, because of sort of the overarching interactions that she's had with her, but she doesn't, I feel like, like you're saying, for the kids watching, it would have been nice to put a little bit of, you know, a bow on that, like, oh, right, I've been, mm-hmm. you know, trying to make Ashley like me the way that Mallory wants her, me to like her. And yeah, it would, it would have been nice if it had just been slightly less subtle. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're right. It, it didn't need someone else calling out Claudia for that. It, the show just, I think, needed to point that out a little bit mm-hmm. harder. Because I think that's a really obvious parallel for us. But I don't know how much, you know, a younger kid might get that. I'm right. sure preteens. But I know they're not the only ones watching it. Younger kids are too. So, But overall, I thought it was done really, really nicely. Although, I got to say, I don't love that it's done at the expense of poor Mallory, who gets shit on so often. And I feel like this version of Mallory that we're watching on the show is the version that I had in my head when we initially started Mm -hmm. this, when we were all like, ugh, Mallory's the worst. And then... As we've been reading, we have clearly been seeing that, oh, we were very wrong about Mallory. And I think that this is what I was thinking she was like, or the way she acts in the show is more what I had in my head. And I can't, now I just don't know, maybe that is because that's how she becomes in the later books, or if this is exaggerated, or or what. Uh, I don't know. I Because I liked, like you pointed out, that the conflict is not... Some outside force might take Claudia away from the club because as we have called out on the books, that's, that is a reoccurring trope mm-hmm. that, that happens like every 10 books. There's somebody who comes that's going to break up the babysitter's club from the outside because they might like that outside person better. I, I like the internal conflict between the girls much better. We've talked about that many, many times. Mm-hmm. 
it's just a little frustrating that it comes at the expense of turning a character into some, kind of a caricature of themselves this early on in the show, if that makes sense. Yeah. My only hope is that because we're so new with Mallory, you know, like she only really gets introduced in the last two episodes of the last season, which are effectively one long episode. There's not much from her and Jesse in the first episode of this season. So it it's sort of maybe it's because she's there's she's supposed to be coming across as trying too hard you know like she doesn't feel comfortable in her yeah. skin she doesn't feel comfortable in the babysitters club because especially you know comparing and contrasting her and Jesse Jesse moved to town and then almost immediately joins the babysitters club whereas Mallory has grown up in Stony Brook with these girls she's always been in awe of them they were her babysitters for however many years you know so I I'm hopeful at least and I think that's what my thing is I'm maybe just trying to reserve a little bit of judgment because yes I felt the same frustration about how Mal uh, how Mallory is characterized in this episode in particular I'm just hopeful that now that she's sort of feels like she's a part of the team and she has this, you know, separate connection with Claudia, who obviously is the one that she looks up to the most. I'm I'm hopeful that she's going to chill out a little bit and not feel so fangirly about people in her actual life, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally does. And actually, you pointed out a really important thing that Mallory has been idolizing these girls. Mm -hmm. In fact, we see in the scene um, I don't know, unspecified Pike. They've been so vague on which Pike is which. And, you know, maybe triplets, maybe not. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> so I, my guess would be Vanessa was the one who showed her up. But whoever, when one of the Pike kids brought Claudia in, it, it was very much like, you will never mm -hmm. guess who is here, the most VIP person. So to, to Mallory, Claudia is the coolest person in Stony Brook. Right. So that that's a really great point. I think my broader disappointment not so much that it doesn't make sense or even that it, it it's over the top in any way. It just is disappointing that it's poor Mallory. Just right. Oh, well, exactly. Get the short end of the stick. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like, I wish, I mean, it make, it doesn't make as much sense for Jesse's character. I get that. It makes more sense. It, but it just, I just, my, my heart goes out because we have litigated that so much or uh, not litigated, but. We've gone through that journey mm -hmm. where I now feel very protective of Mallory in a way that I never had before. Yes. And that is is really interesting. But I really did like how that, that subtly played out. And I even more liked the way that they did bring in the Janine of it. That, you know, we talked extensively last season about how much we enjoyed this incarnation of Janine and how um, – the, the updates really make sense, and it makes total sense that someone with those interests in 1986 would have been considered geeky, where now she probably, you know, Claudia mentioned her Twitch. I would not be surprised at, at all if at some point we find out that Janine has like 3 million Twitch followers mm -hmm. and is like some massive gaming star, That and, and Claudia is just dismissive of that world, so she doesn't even realize how cool her sister is. Exactly. And I, I think, I mean, that's, that's basically the plot line we're getting here, but- I like I like that it didn't feel as forced as some of the Janine and Claudia stuff does in the books often. And I like that it's coming from an outside source that's helping Claudia see her sister in a new way because that is so true to life. Mm -hmm. You know, how often do we need someone outside of our circle, outside of our inner whatever, in big ways and in small ways, to just see the things that we sometimes can't. So I really liked that that was – Hey, this is someone I admire who sees 
things to admire in someone that I've never looked at, especially for kids that age. I feel like that is such a great message because it's teaching them to be open to that. (laughs) Because I think what we're seeing, especially with some older generations who are, or maybe not even, that's not fair to say older generations, anyone who is so willing to like only look at one news source. And if there is any Mm -hmm. kind of information that contradicts that, you know, any kind of outside information is scary and hard to process. I think this is really normalizing the idea that, hey, someone can see things totally differently than you. And why don't you use that as a way to reevaluate what you're thinking or at least just examine what you're thinking rather than just immediately going, oh, she's clearly out of her mind. Maybe she's not as cool as I thought Mm -hmm. she was because she doesn't like Janine, which would have been a very easy way for that to go. Well, and I also, the thing that I really loved about you know, Ashley and Janine, and then the way that Ashley sort of broaches the subject with Claudia, you know, she she brings it up to Claudia, like, you know, Jeannie, Janine knows that you think it's weird that we're friends. And so it's sort of mm-hmm. like, it's not, it's not someone saying like, you're wrong. Like, clearly, Janine is as observant as we've always known her to be. And the fact that, you know, and the fact that she has even brought it up to Ashley as like, a conversation gives us all of this other sort of like, backstory or you know it makes Janine mm-hmm. an even richer character because context it's it's not so it's not just that you know oh it's weird that Ashley and Janine are friends because they're so different it's like no Janine Janine knows that they're they are different and but she realizes that people would think it's weird and that her sister in particular thinks it's weird because it, obviously Janine knows how much Claudia looks up to Ashley because it's glaringly obvious <laughs> how much she looks up to Ashley mm-hmm. and it's just so fun to think about like you know, I'm guessing, you know, if we're, if we're doing, you know, mind, you know, headcanon fanfic situations, like, I feel very strongly that Janine, Janine obviously cares about her little sister, and she knows that they don't connect. Yes. And I'm sure that it, it, she felt like Ashley would be a good person to have a conversation with because she, you know, she know. I mean, obviously, Janine cares a lot about Ashley, and we'll, we'll talk more specifically about everything about Ashley and Janine later, since we're talking about the, you know, BU... <laughs> messaging now but i just love the fact that we get this sort of third hand almost glimpse into janine's thinking like you know i my sister thinks it's weird that we're friends i you know she's probably being very logical about it and sort of taking things off and has a list in her head of what makes sense what doesn't make sense and you know maybe it gets into her head a little bit like maybe it is weird that ashley and i are friends i mean i don't get the sense that janine would really care about that but i think that because she does care so much about her sister and they don't necessarily connect in the ways that make it easy for them to have a conversation about who they are and who their friends are and what those relationships might look like um i think it's just nice to know that Janine's thinking about those things and having a conversation with someone who's clearly very important to her because she spends a lot of time with her over the course of this episode, which is like three or four days a week at the most, because that's how long Christy is sick. So clearly they're spending a lot of time together and they're very close. They're not just study buddies. They're real friends. And I, I also just really love that the thing that finally gets through to Claudia is that is Ashley saying, you know, yeah, Janine and I don't necessarily love all of the same things, but I love hearing her talk about the things that she loves because it's, it's things that I never would know anything about. And it's really interesting to hear about those things in particular, and not just to hear about those things, because obviously that's interesting, but hear about it in particular from Janine, who is so passionate about these things. I mean, 
there are a lot of things, even you and I, obviously, as much as we have in common, there are a lot of things that we maybe don't care the same amount about, or, you know, I really care strongly about something and you're like, yeah, it's whatever, or, or vice versa. And so it's always fun. You know, you'll sometimes get on his hair and go down a rabbit hole. And it's just interesting to hear your perspective on things that I maybe wouldn't even really pay that much attention to. So it's nice to see that in this totally. you know world that we also love. Yeah, I so agree with that. I, I think that that is such a great way of looking at it. I, I hadn't really thought about it that way before, but I really like the headcanon that what drew Janine to Ashley as a friend in the first place is that she did probably remind her a bit of Claudia mm-hmm. and have some of those same aspects. And and I like I think that the way that Ashley handled it was so brilliant. And like you said, we're gonna get into the the changes about Ashley and how we feel about that. But um, clearly a very different character than in the book. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest ways that she was different is that empathy, is that she didn't accuse Claudia right. of being mean or she didn't say, oh, you're hurting my friend or, it, you know, uh, basically she said it in a way that Claudia could hear it, mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't going to get her defenses up, that wasn't going to get her, you know, on the back foot, but in a way that she could hear and process because there was no accusation. There was no, you're a bad person right. for thinking that it's weird. You haven't been treating us poorly. It's just obvious you don't get it. And that's okay. You don't have to get it. Nobody has to get anything. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that I I am, I feel so strongly about, about that BMU message that is so lovely, is that you do not have to understand somebody else's identity. You don't, you just don't. But you do get to respect them for who they are. And everyone has something special to bring to the table. And I think that they played that out as much as I like roll my eyes at the personality test stuff. But that's a personal, like that would be, a, I could do a whole other <laughs> podcast about my work and personality profiles and and the I mean the fact that they use the word corporate synergy like two minutes into the episode I was like oh boy um, we are into my world I was very glad that we that was not the focus but I liked that they emphasized so much that I mentioned this you know briefly before but that it was it's not about um, you know how you fit in it's about what you bring to the table that's different than what everybody Mm -hmm. else has. How everyone fits together. Exactly. And they even talk about how the club is really well-balanced in that way. And I liked that they took the two most obvious, like, leaders of the group, Christy and Dawn, and in a way that was not even really about the – I mean, it was very much the C-plot of the episode, Mm -hmm. but it was a really nice way of looking at – yeah, they have different leadership styles that's – Again, good parts and bad parts to both of them. And when they come together with their ideas, that's when stuff really, you know, takes off. And pointing out that you can be different kinds of leaders and that Dawn is an idea leader mm-hmm. and Christy is the leader that's the executor and that makes it happen. Um, and as more of a, as much as I'm a Christy in so, so many ways, I really am more of a Dawn in that I'm more of the like idea person. Execution with my ADHD can be <laughs> a difficult task. So I liked that 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 conversation that you know if as if the more you you are the more of you you can bring to the table the more we can all work together to find something that works for everyone right and 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 that really is I mean synergy is the word as as cheesy as it is <laughs> and it's really really I think it, it's a really nice message because so often. Well, at least the messaging when we were growing up was more around, you know, conform. Right. <laughs> not about being the one that – Don't stand you out. Know, the, the one that stuck out was always the weirdo. Right. You know? 
I mean, just think about Ricky and my so-called life. The whole thing was he was too weird and he stood out and Rayanne too. And that was like, they were beat down for that. Mm -hmm. And now it's being celebrated. And I think that's just so fantastic. Definitely. Yeah, I did really love, I mean, not to completely say everything you just said, but I did just really love the fact that, you know, we had Claudia feeling like she was not being given the opportunity to be a leader. And obviously she comes to figure out ways that she can be a leader in different ways. But, you know, obviously in Christy's mind, Dawn was the right person to step up because she has, you know, that drive to sort of be in charge. You know, obviously looking back at Camp Moosehead, you know, she stands up for what's right and she motivates people. And so I think it Christy's mind, and not so much because she's the alternate officer, but because Christy has seen her be a leader, I think that's why she asked her to be in charge. But as we see over the course of this episode, Dawn has some great ideas, but she doesn't really know exactly how to implement them. You know, like donating to charity, great idea. But, you know, they're sort of like, well, who's going to choose? How do we decide how much? When do we do it? And like, so Christy then, you know, takes that great idea and makes it an actual great idea that they can put into practice in a way that is fair and reasonable and everybody's immediately on board because it's, you know, with respect to the charity in particular, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to pick a name out of the hat. Stacey, it's you. You choose and then we'll go around in alphabetical order and everybody will choose one month and it is what it is and we'll all be good. Except just as a random side note real quick. So Stacey gets picked out and Christy says, okay, well, next in alphabetical order is Mallory. How, what, like, does she have a different alphabet? Because <laughs> even if she's going reverse alphabetical, it would go to Marianne next. So I'm like, I don't understand what is happening. <laughs> like, it didn't make any sense. I was like, it just like jumped out and I was just like, what is happening right now? Like, it, I mean, have it go to whoever, but like, that's not alphabetical order. <laughs> is it by last name? But even then... Now I white. I just had a total brain fart and can't think of Stacy's last name. Miguel. It could be last name then. So Pike, Miguel Pike. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Okay, mystery solved. At least we figured okay. it out. It won't be stuck in my brain forever. Like, what is Christy doing? <laughs> thank you for figuring well, that and out. Thank God I had you here to remind me of Stacy's last name because I would have brain farted for the next twenty minutes and I would not have been able to think about anything else we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because I literally just would have been going, why can't I think of Stacy's last name? Okay, so one minor mystery solved. Uh, uh, on that last, I, I think the last little thing I have about that particular plot line and the idea of leadership, I thought it was really a good kind of subtle to talk about, you know, how, like we mentioned, Claudia was feeling left out of the leadership conversation, but she was being asked to being a leader to Mallory and really, really dropped the ball on that. Mm -hmm. and. That was part of what she learned is like how to – they didn't explicitly call it out, but that's what she was learning too is how to be a leader to Mallory even though Mallory sometimes annoys her, which anyone who has ever managed other people, whether in an official work capacity or a group project or anything like that, knows that sometimes – even people you love dearly suck horribly. <laughs> so 100%. I totally felt totally felt that. And I really liked that that was, you know, it all, like I said, I really liked that the, there were so many different ways that that BU theming played out really, really nicely. So I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this episode mm -hmm. overall in a, in a, in a big way, which I will be honest, if we're going to, Get it to getting into the Ashley Wyeth of it all. I really liked this change. Mm -hmm. I'm totally on board with it. Like we said, we talked a lot about 
um, you know, the the conflict versus the outer conflict versus making her Janine's friend and things. But I think the biggest thing for me is it really represents the shift in what we look up to. Mm-hmm. When we were growing up, the people that we were that were put on a pedestal were like Kate Moss, these like untouchable, almost mean, like foreign figures that were mysterious. And the more mysterious and like untouchable you mm-hmm. were, the more unattainable, the more attractive. And that was very much the Ashley Wyeth figure of the books, right? She was much cooler than everybody else. And she was more sophisticated. Mm-hmm. And she was above Right. She did her own thing and childhood. never really participated with anyone. Not not even just the Babysitter's Club. Just she was her own thing. So yeah, it, it, as in the, the world of Stony Brook, she was, like you said, an enigma who was just sort of above it all and... So what was she thinking? What does she think of me? That's I mean, that's part of why Claudia got so sucked in. And it's really nice that this exactly. Ashley Wyeth is she obviously is very cool and has a big platform and a, a lot of places to use her voice. But she's also just a nice person, you know, like she comes in. To, yeah. You know, she comes down to get some some breakfast while all the girls are there and after a sleepover. And she's like, oh, hey, or I guess she's leaving. But she's like, oh, did you guys have a great time? Like, she doesn't necessarily know any of them. She had just met Claudia, like in the middle of the night last night. And, you know, so it was like, she was immediately just like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on? Did you guys have a good time? Like, how's breakfast? Blah, blah, blah. Like, immediately just like engaging and nice, which is nice in and of yeah. itself. <laughs> And I think that that's very indicative of the types of role models that the younger Gen Z especially look to mm-hmm. now. It's all about being relatable and being just like everybody else. And, you know, I mean, 90% of TikTok is about the algorithm being so specific to you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not about being some unattainable enigma. Mm-hmm. It's about being relatable and and supportive. And I love that for them. I'm jealous as hell. Yeah. But I love that for them. And I love that this version of Ashley is much more like that. I also think it makes so much more sense to have her be slightly older. Mm-hmm. I can't remember if we talked about the age thing or not, but all I could think when I realized that, you know, she was Janine's age and not another seventh grader, I was like, oh, well, that makes so much more sense that Claudia would be, you know, sucked into this is very early in the episode before I knew that that wasn't where this was going. Mm-hmm. But it makes so much more sense that Claudia would be in awe of someone slightly older than her right. than someone her own age, even if they she was the most talented artist right. or whatever. Well, and I think it also was helpful that she is known. You know, like, she's not this new girl who just moved to town and we have to, like, figure out that she's this amazing artist partially because she tells us, you know, in the book. Whereas here it's like, oh, well, Ashley Wyeth is a celebrity and she's in your house. And, yeah. you know, she's a little bit older. So, yeah, it, it, it was a, a really good change because it, it made a lot more sense why Claudia would be so in awe of her and enamored of her because she already knows who she is. And the fact that she's in her house is like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. Right. I know. I Just as a total side note, I think I would – lose my mind if I came down to get a drink and that there was like a random influencer in my kitchen in the middle of the night, I would be like, what is right? What, what is even happening? Am right I now? being pranked? Like what is <laughs> happening here? I think all that, you know, we joked about how she's Claudia was very clearly in awe of Ashley and she, while she was, I mean, she kept it pretty cool, way mm-hmm. cooler than I would have been. I would have been far closer to the Mallory spectrum of like, uh, but uh, hi, um, 
I know you. Yeah. (laughs) Really creepy. Well, I also appreciated that because it's a Claudia episode, we got her narration. So like later in the episode when Ashley's at her house again and compliments her jacket, you know, we hear and, you know, she she still plays it pretty cool on the outside, but we get to hear like, oh my God, Ashley Wyatt just said she liked my outfit. I can't believe this. So we at least get to see that. Exactly. We really, it drives home how in awe of Ashley she is and the fact that Ashley likes something of hers. She like reacts to that, even though, yes, on the outside, there is 0% chance I would ever be as cool as Claudia was in this episode, even now, probably, let's be honest. And I think it's totally, I mean, Ashley has popped up once or twice in the book since then, but not never really is a character of importance, Mm -hmm. merely more like our Dories and Pete Blacks, you know, somebody who's not really important to the narrative, but gets mentioned as, right. you know, background flavor. So I don't think having her be older really makes any kind of of change. Mm-hmm. But I love what it brings to the character of Janine. And I don't think we need to rediscuss that. We talked a lot about how that works. But I think one of the things that uh, has been the biggest joy for me in this new adaptation is that emphasis on the Janine character mm-hmm. and really looking at at her and Claudia's dynamic and like we talked about letting them grow and change. And I love that they brought in this friend for Janine that like we said, recontextualizes her in a, in a completely Mm -hmm. different way. Like, wow, the coolest person ever thinks Janine is cool. And that's what we've been saying all along. Of course she's freaking cool. Mm -hmm. So I like that change even more for that because we get this additional, it adds some growth and layers for Claudia and Janine's relationship as well, which if we are, as we suspect, going to be heading into sad goodbye territory sooner rather than later. I think that's really key and really important so that they'll have each other to to hopefully lean on. Yeah. Well, and I also just love that, you know, Ashley tells Claudia that she likes Janine because she is who she is and that's the epitome of cool, which like you're saying, the fact that this amazing person thinks that Janine is cool, I think really helps at least for, you know, the universe in of the babysitter's club. Because like you said, we already knew Janine was amazing. But it sort of helps drive home to Claudia and the rest of the babysitters. Like, this amazing person thinks that Janine is amazing. Like, clearly, we need to start thinking about things in a different light. But then also, because of what, you know, what Ashley said about Janine to Claudia, you know, like, it's really interesting to just listen to her talk about the things that she loves. And so we end the episode with Claudia telling Janine, you know, there's ever anything you want to say or tell me, like, I'm here, I want to listen. And, you know, Janine's response is a clipped okay, and she goes back upstairs with her snack. But it's obviously laying the groundwork for, like, let's connect, let's have a better relationship. I I do yeah. want to hear what you have to say, even though I have in the past sort of dismissed you because you use big words and you talk about Twitch streams and, you know, other computer related things and, you know, math and science. And I'm just not as into that. And so I've been very dismissive, like, whatever you want to talk about, let's talk about it. Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm open. And I think that th- hopefully that'll lead to Janine also being there for Claudia. And like you said, I'm, dreading that it will potentially happen. I think it's probably pretty likely, but the sad goodbye is probably on the horizon and the these girls are going to need each other. And I, I think we'll, we'll get that opportunity to see them be there for each other and potentially be there for each other in other ways. Because I'm not totally sold that Janine and Ashley are only ever going to be friends. I think that there maybe is a little bit more interest between the two of them than is covered in this episode. Okay, that was going to be my number one casual observation. I was going to say I was sensing some 
more chemistry there mm-hmm. or something about the way that Ashley was talking about her yes. felt to me very like how I talk about someone when I'm like, I'm intrigued by you. I would like to know a little bit more mm-hmm. about you. So, you know, I would be very here for that plot line, but I'm very hopeful that that is, is something because you're right. She, she was, I, there were a couple of times I wrote down one of my notes. I was like, man, Ashley's here again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it could just be that that's sort of how, you know, these episodes right. play out, you know, what's her face from the last one, you know, the neighbor who was, she was over all the time. Right. And then, you know, we didn't even hear hide her hair from her this, this week. But uh, I don't know. There was just something about that last little monologue, mm-hmm. much in the way in limited series or, you know, more of the like narrator driven Netflix series, we get an episode from a diff- side character's point of view. I would love a Janine episode mm-hmm. and especially one where like that explores Janine and Ashley's relationship because like I love the odd coupleness of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very into it. And I, I did really love that, that button. Um, of Janine, I don't. I didn't really read it as clipped so much as just being like, okay, I'll talk to you when I. But like, oh, I wasn't meaning like attitude so. wise. I just, it, it's just a very oh. the way that she spoke was just like, okay, like because that's the yeah, way she, she always speaks. Like, yep, got you it. know, it's like okay, we that we yeah. don't need to talk about anything. Yeah, I wasn't by clipped. I was not saying like dismissive or like she wasn't hearing mm-hmm. it or she didn't care. Like it was just because it's Janine. It. That's how she reacts. So she was like, okay. And then walked away because the conversation was over. She had other things to do at that point. So exactly. She was like, okay, I hear you and I'm out. (laughs) And I love that as the button because it so perfectly illustrates the idea that like, yeah, just because Claudia is now ready to like open up and it like, that doesn't mean Janine has to write this minute either. You know, just because you're the one that's ready to talk doesn't mean that the other person is. And I think just circling back really slightly to the, the Claudia and Mallory of it all, uh, when Claudia blew up at Mallory for uh, being annoying at the babysitting job, the thing is she was not wrong in that, like, there is a time and a place and she was supposed to be babysitting the baby, not, you know, listening mm-hmm. to Mallory, reading Mallory's stories and, like, Mallory should not be making pizza and cookies, like, while they're babysitting a baby. Right. <laughs> um, if they were doing it for kids, great. So it was good messaging poor delivery. And I think that that is one of the things that Claudia really learned as it went on from Ashley in particular, like we were talking about that messaging is at the end where she was, you know, so matter of fact and straightforward about it and just helped Claudia see what she was missing. And that led to Claudia's actual behavior change with Janine and Mallory. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that. Yeah, no, that was great. All right. Well, I do have a couple of small random observations, Mm -hmm. starting with as much as I was on totally on board for and ended up really, really liking the Ashley Wyeth changes, I am not here for the Jamie Newton erasure. Where the hell is Jamie? He was at soccer practice. <laughs> Wait, did I miss a line? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was okay. like, no, 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 Jamie's there. Don't worry. <laughs> Good. I was panicking. I was like, okay, we're so we're babysitting Lucy, but I'm seeing hide nor hair of Jamie. Okay, that makes sense. It is absolutely, of the two things... Uh, that could be happening here, me missing a, a line or him just being erased, A seems far more plausible. So I'm relieved to hear that. I would have had the same reaction had I not heard that line because it's like, where's Jamie Newton? But when when they first get there, Mrs. Newton is like, okay, well, Jamie's at soccer practice and I have to go to my appointment and Lucy's asleep. She'll probably nap until I get home. So uh, yes, no, no gotcha, Jamie gotcha. Newton erasure. I mean, erasure in that he was not on our screen, but he is a character that exists in this universe. 
thankfully. Got it. So very relieved to hear that Jamie is still in the picture. I am also excited because we got some terrible three foreshadowing in this episode with Don getting stuck on the phone. I can't wait to see how that continues to play out over the season because we've talked many times about the fact that, you know, usually these the way the book plot lines go is they wrap it up in a pretty bow and then that never really comes up again. I like that they acknowledge that in real life that doesn't really, mm-hmm. you know, it does. It, there's not a nice, neat end of that storyline. Dawn is still codependent. Their problems are not going to just randomly disappear. Right. Yeah, that, that one conversation at the end of the episode didn't fix everything forever. I guess foreshadowing is the wrong word, unless something bigger happens later this season. But to me, it felt like, oh, this is coming back up. Not only is it a good continuation, but it maybe is a hint that there's going to be something more that happens there later this season. So, you know, could just be a one-off, but something to keep an eye on. Definitely. Um, Also, just have to call out, Christy is sick with strep throat, which I had strep throat at least once a year, basically my entire life. I probably should have gotten my tonsils out at some point, but... I, I don't think I've had it since the bar exam. I, I caught strep throat basically due to the stress of the bar exam, and then I was sick for the next week. Ugh, but yep. at least I was done taking the bar exam. But yeah, I, I was like, oh, I, I know your pain, Christy. That that was my life every year. I Winter, like late fall into winter, every year, strep throat. So <laughs> I was like, oh, of course Ugh. she has strep throat. That sucks. I wish we would have gotten a little bit more of the like – she was only her best, only really able to help the club when she took the time to rest. Like, they kind of got that. Mm-hmm. But again, I sometimes I think the show is too subtle for its own good. <laughs> Although she actually wasn't because that was the, the meeting that she skipped because she was sleeping that she was going to Zoom or Skype into was the one where Dawn was on the phone for 20 minutes. So... Oh, that's true. I mean, it, it ultimately was good because it gave her the strength to, you know, think through Dawn's suggestions and figure out a way forward. But... Yeah, it was good that she missed the meeting, but uh, I'm sure that Don maybe wouldn't have been on the phone quite so long with Mrs. Barrett if Christy had been available to tell them, hey, (laughs) get off the phone. Get the hell off the phone. (laughs) Very good point. I did really like, though, the update to how they're dealing with um, Mallory and Jesse's training, you know, instead of that stupid quiz, right. and the, especially the things that they don't know, but like instead having them tag along and like just observing how they are with the kids and, and how that, that, that's how it should be. Right. I think that's a really responsible and good way to sort of ease them into it. Yeah. I mean, we've still got Christy being Christy, but not as Christy as she was in those, in that book where, yes. you know, she was very sort of opposed to the baby them joining the babysitters club so i think here it was helpful that she wants them to be there and she's being more sort of thoughtful about how to integrate them into the club and make sure that they know what they're doing as opposed to being a gatekeeper and saying if you don't know all of these things you can't get in rather it's please join us and then we'll make sure you know everything you need to know exactly it felt less adversarial and less confrontational Mm -hmm. like in, not as much like prove yourself exactly or justify your reason for being <laughs> in the club and more like here let's make sure that you are doing things up to our standard which again i think feels more now than 1986 you know mm-hmm. that that i think is just a change in how we approach things in a really really good way yeah definitely agree other than the fashion the only other thing that really really jumped out at me was the like the two seconds of like Nurse Ratchet Karen. Yes. 
<laughs> just really made me love, giggle so hard. Karen. I just this show is using that character so incredibly perfectly. Is it entirely consistent from episode to episode? No. Do I give a rat's ass? No. Not even a little bit. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> she is just so wonderful. I love every bit of it. And I really, really did love the fashion in this episode. Yes. I had one other thing before fashion. Just a quick call out that Claudia's art that she did for the art show last year, the I think it's a like bubble yum gum or double bubble and yeah. then like there's a Tootsie Pop. The art that she did, she hung it in the little like nook alcove in her office or not her office, her <laughs> inner Aww. bedroom. And so it's like... In a couple of shots, like depending on where the girls are sitting, the, it'll be sort of on the wall behind them. And I don't know if I paid attention enough in the first episode or maybe the shots weren't in the right directions. But I, that was one thing I noticed in this episode. And I was like, oh, that's so great. I love that they're sort of like the girls are their spaces are, you know, changing as things happen on the show. And it's nice to see just sort of like little yeah. minor things in the background. It's not like it's a static set that is decorated and then it's done. It's like, oh, it's what would happen in real life. She she did this work. She did a great job. And, you know, she had a fun time at that art show. And so she wanted to hang it up and put it up so she could look at it. I loved that. I had not noticed that. Thank you so much for pointing that out. I can't wait to go, like, keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. It, and it totally tracks as a Claude thing that you, you're exactly right. She was, it's a painting of some of her favorite things. It was a really good learning experience for her. She was proud of her work. Mm-hmm. She would absolutely, you know, display that in her room as as – something that she's proud of creating. I love that. Yeah. That detail. Oh, that's so cool. This show, this show, I'm telling you. Yeah. It's, it's like, it. it's all these like little things. It's like, oh my gosh, like it would be great anyway. But then like that kind of stuff pops up and you're like, you guys are doing such a good job. Like, and not that they need us to say they're doing a great job, but like they really are. <laughs> and I love it. And I, it's almost funny because Like, as I'm taking notes, I'm, like, trying to find little things to, like, nip. Like, I was talking about how it's a little too subtle for its own good. In any other show, I'd be talking about how I wish it weren't so subtle or I wish it weren't so, like, hit us over the head. Mm -hmm. I wish there was a little bit more subtlety. Because we're, like, just trying to find, like, little nitpicky things for the most part. Because I just think they're doing such a wonderful job of keeping the essence of what we love about this and really just making it really resonant for today. Mm -hmm. Which I think is what the best adaptations do i get when you get attached to something and you want to see exactly how you picture it but i don't know yeah although that's the hard part is like it's never any any adaptation it's never going to be exactly what you're th- i mean i guess unless that's it's really you true. doing the adapt the adaptation but <laughs> and even then and even then you're not going to be able, be able to right whether it's budget or technology or you know any myriad of things it's cast availability right exactly like there's just so many things that make adapting anything complicated so anyone who sort of holds it against creators for what they do or how they change things you wouldn't be able to do it your way anyway so stop getting angry yeah (laughs) if you want to see it in this format (laughs) you have to understand that there's going to be changes and honestly as we've talked about the changes they're making here are making it even better and more rich than the books were so it's just better <laughs> also the 90s tv show was way more faithful to the books and like those don't not exist anymore just because this newer version does right. but 
One of the best parts of the modern adaptation is the modern fashion, like across the board. I even liked Mallory's. Yes, she was a little overdressed for the for babysitting a baby in in point and fact. But I even liked her little, you know, professional outfit. Mm -hmm. I love that like horse print button down she had under her little jacket. It was like it was her version of business casual. And it was just it was so great. I loved it. I thought it was adorable. Yes. Really, really cute. I also really loved Claudia's yellow, like, uh, what are, basket, or what is it called, like, bag waist pants? Paper bag waist. That that was one of the things I was going to call out, because Stacy also has paper bag waist shorts on, and I think she's had, there have been multiple things over at least the last episode and this episode, paper bag waist, because, like, I love a paper bag waist. It's, like, I don't love pants, but I love the way paper bag waist pants and skirts and shorts look on me. So if I'm wearing pants, it's probably – it's either leggings or paper bag waist because I love the look of those. Yeah, so, so cute. And the jacket that Ashley called out was really adorable too. Mm -hmm. But those were kind of – those were the things that really popped out at me. Everything else was just sort of like, ooh, I like all of this. So fashion queen – what what else should we draw our attention to? There were a couple really great like puffed sleeve sweaters and tops. Stacy had one that she was wearing with the paper bag waist, like almost like leather or faux leather sh- black shorts that she was wearing. Um, loved that. Yes, yes. Um, Marianne had a white and blue short sleeve puffs puffed short sleeve sweater that had like this sort of like weaving pattern of the white and blue, and it, it I really loved that. Um, Claudia also had a top. It was like a floral print. I don't think so. I don't think it was a sweater, but it also had puff sleeves. Like puff sleeves are very in for the babysitters club this season. And I mean, I'm not mad at it. I love a puff sleeve. I'm here for it. And a green gables for the win. Like I'm always here for a puff sleeve. Can't go wrong with a puff sleeve. I loved Claudia's gummy bear earrings. There, it's like effectively. I'm sure they're not actual gummy bears, although it's Claudia. So if we're you know, in the world of this babysitter's club, maybe she just made these herself. But it was essentially like four gummy bears strung, you know, on down a line out of her ear. And I was like, yes. those are so cute. And they're so Claudia. And I just loved it. Yes. I thought those were really cute. I really liked the um, the wooden ones she wore at the very end of the episode as well. Mm-hmm. The ones uh, when she was helping Mimi with the book club. I really liked yeah, those. Yeah, those were really cool, really nice. I liked those a lot. Um, What else? Mallory, on top of her business casual attire at the sleepover, she was wearing her Camp Moosehead sweatshirt, which is just like very on brand oh, for that's Mallory. So cute. Yes. Um, and then the second time that she and, Je- and Claudia are babysitting together, she wears what she says her mom describes as hammer pants because she's she thinks it might be because yes. you can fit a hammer in them. <laughs> I mean, they're not – it's not a good look, but she's clearly trying because I think in her mind, you know, she sees that Claudia can wear anything. So she thinks, I can wear anything yeah. and I'll be like Claudia. And she obviously at this point at least doesn't have the same fashion sense or eye for what works best on her. And it's also the fact that she's wearing these pants with just like a normal T-shirt and, you know, her Converse, which also she yeah. was wearing mismatched Converse, which I loved. But the outfit – the pants looked great on her. Like, they fit her. It was a cool look, but she was not styling them in the right way. And I would love maybe by the end of this season or next season, we see her maybe come into her own a little bit more with her fashion and we see her wear those same pants again. I think that would be like a fun little Easter egg callback. Like, no one has to call anything out about it. But if we get a sense or get a chance for her to, like, improve her fashion sense a little bit, I think that would be really fun. And I kind of now I'm like, crossing my fingers and hoping that eventually we're going to see those pants again in a much better way. I love that because I have the exact same reaction in that 
ooh, super cute pants. Not with that styling. Mm-hmm. My only other fashion thing is for, I mean, I guess she, you know, she's from New York, but like Stacy wears a lot of come de garçon. Like that heart with the eyes yes. is on, there were at least two or three Everything. different things in this episode. And I also noticed it in the last episode, like for whatever reason, that's like Stacy's go-to and that stuff is not cheap. And mm-hmm. I guess her parents are still together. So we don't have to worry about the, you know, how, how her mom is affording all this. But although also, where does Jessie live if she didn't move into Stacy's house? Because her, are her parents? Yeah, they're still together. I'm very confused now. Yeah, we haven't gotten that. Interesting. Yeah. And how long has Jessie been there? And well, I hope we get a, well, we've been talking about that. But we, I really hope we get a Jessie and a Mallory episode this yeah, season. Definitely. For, for that get those backstories because yeah we don't really know yeah i'm i'm definitely looking forward to more about them from their perspectives because as we've said mallory was a little a little much in this one and it might have helped had we been able to see it from her perspective and jesse has had like next to nothing to do Mm -hmm. so far both in uh camp moosehead and these she's just kind of there to be like a calm counterpoint to mallory right like it almost feels like she's there to make mallory even look more spastic which is not fair, but intentional or not, to this point, that's sort of been the the effect that it's had. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Mallory's at 11 and Jesse's at, you know, a two. Like, I'm just hanging out. I'm good. Like, having a good time. And Mallory's, like, over the top. Doesn't know where to go or what to think or how to sp- speak because she's got a lot on her mind. <laughs> she's just a little on edge so far. I just hope that she can, you know – Turn it down just a notch or, you know, four. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll get there with her. We, she has to get closer to the Mallory that we've come to know and love through our exploration of the books and realizing that we had incorrect opinions of her from our childhoods. Indeed. Well, in any case, I'm very excited for the next episode. Mm-hmm. So cannot wait. Me too. So I guess with that, is there any other final club business? Uh, why don't you just remind everyone where to find us? Okay. Well, everyone, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Generation BSC. Or if you want to email us, you can reach us at generationbsc at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from all of you. And now that we're getting back into it, obviously, we're always excited about the Babysitter's Club. But we're also very excited to you know, bring in other voices and hear from other people. So please reach out with any thoughts that you have. So I guess with that, I'm Kate Vlasic. And I'm Lauren Hunter. And this episode of Generation BSC is now adjourned. Say hello to your friends.